0: Views expressed on the Health on a Wind podcast is not a substitute for the medical advice of your licensed physician, nurse practitioner, or any other health professional who's care you are under. Consult with your healthcare professional about any matters relating to your health and health needs, and before beginning any new health program or implementing any health information discussed on this podcast or on whatismyhealth.com.
1: So I make sure I'm very clear with my students, like, listen... I'm not directing this at one of you, but it is all of you. So all of you need to follow these steps. Yeah. Go home and shower.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's such a simple thing, but like the fact that you have to write it as a homework assignment, I think it's become like an expectation now that like as a teacher, these are some of the things that you're assuming now.
1: A lot of the parents where I'm working all have like two jobs. They're not at home with the kids. So they're just there for their Seeing their kids in passing, for the most part. Um, so I think that's kind of where it becomes difficult to parent when you're not around all the time.
0: So you actually, if you if you think about it that way, then you actually have a few different elements there, where like the the hygiene portion is physical, right? Yeah. But it's not, and or yes. Or
1: cultural. It... I mean, oh. they also some cultures do not allow you to wear deodorant. They don't.
0: Well, okay, you're right, so. Like, the, the actual hygiene itself yeah. is a physical thing that you can see, smell.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but the cause of it could be a number of different things. It could be, yes, physical just from general sweat. It could be... Diet. The way you eat, right? Diet, which is also physical but different. And then if you think about it from a like an occupational standpoint, maybe not for the kids but for the parents, if a family has one parent who works multiple jobs or two working parents, that job situation indirectly, you know, it affects the the social dynamic of the family, which affects what gets taught to the children at home. And then you have these things like hygiene, where when they go to school, now you have this hygiene issue. Like kids kind of find ways to keep each other in check. Yeah. There's a way to teach kids not to to, bully somebody. How to address it correctly. And the observations might actually be somewhat accurate. It's the way that the message is being...
1: Delivered? Yeah. Yeah. The kids are so... They're raised at this point to be so worried about hurting other people's feelings and being sensitive to everything. And these kids, like I had... A student where I said oh we're not gonna ask for dates for the end of your dance so one student came up to me she's like well also we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings I was like no 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 that that's part of life like you can't just expect nobody to hurt your feelings ever like sometimes your feelings are gonna get hurt and that's okay you just have to learn how to deal with it and things like that drive me nuts like that just everything has become so overly over-the-top like
0: I feel like when we were kids I know that when we were kids there were no there was no hesitation on the part of many many kids about like really hurting somebody's feelings. I think it's good that kids are more sensitive than we like we, our generation might have been. But I do agree that there is like a hypersensitivity now it's to certain too much. things. I think there's got to be a middle ground. Yeah. You should be sensitive to how people are going to feel, but it can be exhausting. Yes. And, and the other part of it is, though, like teaching, especially if you're working with kids, like teaching them how to have these interactions in a way that you can say something truthful that may not be a positive statement, but you could say it in a positive way. I think the way people communicate with each other.
1: I mean, even as an adult, I have trouble with that sometimes. Like, like so I direct it at the whole class rather right. than two students or something like that. It depends on the situation. It
0: it does depend on the situation, but there are ways to address the group where you don't single that one person out, especially in the case of hygiene,
1: you know, where it can be embarrassing. embarrassing. Yeah,
0: exactly. I think there are ways to do it that make it less about the individual and more just, Hey, like generally speaking, showering is healthy for you. You know, like being clean is good, you know, for your hygiene and, and things like that. So I think there is like a balance between getting the message across being not sensitive at all or being too sensitive where it's like, you know, it doesn't hit home or people just don't say certain things. I think there are things that... I
1: think my my approach of directing a group of 30 in one lump isn't getting the point
0: across. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes Uh, people need to be called out and it's, I guess, on a case-by-case basis.
1: Like my brother said, like he never would have thought it was directed at him. Never. And... I think we all want to think the best of ourselves sure and so I think sometimes that's the case is that you just think oh it can't be me right I know I take care of myself but you taking care of yourself might not be the actual way you're supposed to take care of yourself right so you have all these high expectations of yourself and oh it's not me she must be talking to someone else yeah no it's all of you
0: (laughs) it's interesting because We're talking about like expectations of food, expectations from acupuncture acupuncture and all these different medical treatments. Just common theme, I guess, is like the expectations that people have for each other and and the expectations we have for ourselves as like individual people.
1: Yeah. It's a, a very interesting thing how much expectations play a
0: role in that. And it's not really something that gets talked about that much.
1: No. I'm actually kind of surprised that all of our conversations went in that direction
0: yeah. Like I, I didn't, totally I didn't me. Yeah, it didn't <laughs> occur to me now until now that,
1: I mean, even those, those food things that I do, the meal delivery kits, I had the expectations that this was for someone that doesn't know the first thing about cooking. Right. But you do need some level of skill and some of the meals are actually pretty difficult to make. Yeah. Um, But it's like broadened my horizons in so many levels and, I never thought that I would fall into that category. My expectations were low, right. and I was delightfully surprised.
0: So again, and I think I asked you this before about the bagels. Or, no, not about the bagels. It was about the acupuncture. Mm-hmm. Do you think What's that when expectation, your expectations are lower that you find yourself more… Uh,
1: re- feeling rewarded or positive yeah. in the end? Yeah. Having a better outcome?
0: Yeah. Because you, you know, so-
1: what, with, when we're talking about the food, it's a lot more clear of a situation. Yes. I feel like my expectations were so low. I remember one of my friends sent me a Blue Apron box for free years ago. Like, I really didn't understand. Um, And so my expectations were really low, but I was like, wow, I feel like a gourmet chef after making this. Like, who would have ever thought that I could make this fish I've never heard of with all these ingredients that I've never seen in my life? But, I mean, you put it together and you feel really good after. Yeah. And that's been my experience with all of them, like, I had very low expectations, and I've made some really interesting things. I made an Egyptian meal last week, dukkah chicken. So, I like, I was very pleasantly surprised. Like, when I first tried it, it was several years ago. I tried it, I tried it a couple times. And I was like, it's okay. And then when I moved here, I decided to start trying them again. And it's so it's several years later and they've really improved and I've broadened my horizons culturally so much from them. Like I'm making Asian foods, I'm making African foods, I'm making Indian, I'm making all sorts of different things. Mm-hmm. Um so my expectations were very low and I was pleasantly surprised.
0: So That brings another question to mind and I don't know if this is going to make sense because even as I'm thinking about it now, it sounds so counterintuitive to so many things I've ever heard before. When it comes to just being healthy, do you think that people might be more likely to be successful doing healthier things if they actually lower their expectations of the results? And here's where I'm coming from with that. <clears throat> if I see a diet or I see a workout regimen. And, and you I,
1: don't think it's gonna work, but you decide no, to try it anyway?
0: No, the other way around. If I see something and, and they uh, I say, oh, that's I'm gonna lose 30 pounds on that diet, or I do this workout and, and I'm gonna have six pack abs you know, in three months or whatever.
1: When it doesn't happen.
0: When it doesn't happen. You, how discourage. you get discouraged. You get know, discouraged, and th- that first experience, can really dictate like what you do going forward so if you go into something with this high high expectation that oh all I have to do is this and I'll have the body that I want or all you know.
1: I'm gonna be honest this is like making me rethink everything I've ever done health wise and I think every single time I've had low expectations going in because I never believe a diets gonna work I never believe that joining some joining a gym is just gonna instantly change me um, I've joined several gyms and Okay. Like, things like that. I was so excited once I joined this specific gym because of classes. My expectations were low because the gyms I joined before didn't have classes.
0: Right.
1: I mean, I also never saw myself as someone going by myself to do a class. Um. So I really stepped outside of the box there. But, like, my expectations were so low for exercising, and then I saw a big result in the end. So going to the gym... Doing weight watchers I never thought that I would be this successful I mean all my expectations have been pretty low going into something and then I've had good results right I've never gone into trying a diet or trying something with really high expectations and I think that's just the way I was raised to never set your expectations too high because you'll be disappointed
0: right I um, guess I guess that's kind of where I was going with that like if you If you think, oh, I'm going to do this, 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 and this, and my results are going to be phenomenal, and then you don't reach those results, you're let down and you're demoralized about it, and if you flip the expectation, and and that's not to say have no expectations. You can be
1: hopeful, but don't assume that it's going to be like this line graph that just goes straight down. But in reality, it's like, someone scribbled on a page it's up and down you know it's not a straight line in the straight path and i think a lot of people don't have that realistic expectation
0: you know what i mean yes so if you if you were to take say pick three things that you were pleasantly surprised by from a health standpoint like using acupuncture as an example
1: acupuncture is one of them
0: okay um what else?
1: zumba I am the most uncoordinated person ever, and I accidentally showed up to a class. I thought I was doing, <laughs> okay. like, a weight lift. I was going to do, like, a body sculpting class, which I've taken once, and I liked it. Didn't love it. Right. Um, so I thought I was showing up to that, and I went up to the instructor uh, before the class and said, you know, what kinds of things do I need to get for my spot for this class? And she's like, oh, you're at Zumba. You don't need anything. Just stand in a spot. And... I went into like full panic mode like first of all i can't dance secondly i am so uncoordinated thirdly i'm going to be that idiot that everyone's making fun of i'm going to trip on my feet and fall on my face and i'm gonna have no idea what i'm doing we to be totally lost and i decided to stay she told me to stay anyway my expectations were very low and i ended up loving it and i went back the next night for another class And I started going three to four times a week because it was so much fun. And I I didn't have any idea what I was doing, but it was so much fun that I didn't care. And there were so many people there that were just as bad as I was. So I was very pleasantly surprised by that. Um, I never thought Zumba would be for me, even though my sisters told me about it for years. Um, So acupuncture, definitely. Zumba, um, definitely. And... I'm going to say just making substitutions, like I didn't think that that would impact my life so drastically, but just changing the way I eat the portion control has made a huge impact on on feeling healthier, just everything, my energy levels, um, the way I sleep at night, it all impacted everything. And I I didn't think it was going to be such a big change, but it really is. Yeah. Those three would probably be the three.
0: So, you had low expectations for those things. You were, I guess, hopeful that they might work, but you yeah. weren't. You didn't have these lofty, you know. Yeah, I mean the Zumba. I
1: thought I was just gonna fall in the middle of class and walk out crying and never go back. <laughs> yeah. So that was like a huge victory.
0: <laughs> so do you think it's fair to say then that like one of the most important factors in all of those things was you were willing to try them? Yes. And being open-minded about yes. them. Yes. Okay.
1: I think that that's a huge thing. I went to Puerto Rico by myself and people were like, oh my God, how can you do that? Like you're going by yourself. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I need a vacation and I want to go lay on a beach and I don't want to talk to anybody. Like I just want to be by myself and read a book for a weekend. And I found all these things. I went to this area that was like this big outdoor dancing venue and restaurants and bars and stuff by myself. I went paddleboarding and kayaking by myself and everyone I talked to was like, how could you do that on your own? Like, what's wrong with you that you would do that? Why aren't you going with someone? But I'm just so open to trying things on my own that I didn't care. I just wanted to go experience things. Um, trying foods. If everybody else is eating it, all the locals, I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it. I just feel like you should always try something once. Even even twice, I'd say. Try something once to see if you like it. I can't stand when someone's like, "Oh no, I don't eat I don't eat sushi." "Oh, have you ever tried it?" No. And they just go in with this pre-thought out, "I hate sushi, so they're going to hate it." Yeah. And that's another side to that is their expectations are I'm going to be disappointed. Right. So they are disappointed.
0: Yeah. Like it I've is it is a reaction, psychological so they
1: don't they won't say oh i actually liked it i think you have to be very open to trying new things and i think it's really important for your social well-being and your mental well-being um to just be open to trying things
0: it's it's challenging because uh, like some of the things you said about your concerns about say zumba you you were worried about not being able to dance or being coordinated enough. You, with the acupuncture, you were worried that it wasn't going to, like, how could sticking a needle in you be effective? You had all these concerns. And I think that whatever the topic is, whether it's acupuncture, Zumba, trying new foods, trying new social experiences, traveling by yourself, whatever the case is, like, it's not uncommon to have these concerns.
1: Yeah. But a lot of people give in to those concerns and say, oh, well, I just won't do it then.
0: Yes. And I'll be honest, I fall into that category a lot. Like, there are a lot of things that... With the garlic. Well, on my feet. Yeah, I like eating garlic.
1: Yeah. But, But like, uh, you weren't willing to try it because you weren't open to it and a little weirded out by it. And instead of pushing yourself into trying it, you just went the other direction.
0: Yes. And I'm thinking now, like, some of the best experiences in my life the the relationship i have i i didn't i didn't go on that first date expecting oh you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna get engaged to this person like a couple years from i just i was hoping that i would have a good time i was like so flustered about dating and like meeting people online but i was like you know what i'm not gonna meet the right person if i'm not meeting anybody so i need to at least go out there and try and I was pleasantly surprised. I and mean,
1: online dating used to be like one of those things that people frowned upon, like, ooh, you're doing online dating, what? Yes. If you can't meet someone in person.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's become a lot more socially it's been, common. Yeah,
1: it's definitely socially acceptable at this point. Yeah. Um, I made a list of restaurants I wanted to try in the area, and I had no intention of <laughs> dating anyone. And he was the first date I went on, and I kept
0: him. <laughs> okay, but like. Turned out to be a
1: really good date. <laughs> yeah, like.
0: In the past, I might not have gone on that date because I was like, you know what, this isn't going to work, and I'm not even open to trying. Yeah. But I tried it. Like other th- uh, more- I find
1: that anytime I go on a first date with anyone, if my expectations are lower, I am not looking for a relationship. I just want to go out and meet people,
0: Yeah.
1: which that was my intention. When, when I say make a list of restaurants, it was more that I was living in a new city and didn't have a lot of friends here, and I just wanted to meet people and get out and socialize. Right. Um, but I, whenever I've gone on first dates and had no intention of having a relationship, just going out and meeting people, that's always when I fall into a relationship and it's the low expectation.
0: I think it's, I think it has something to do with letting your guard down and not, yeah, not, letting, not caring, not letting, not, <laughs> a, yeah, like kind of, but like not letting those concerns stop you. Yeah. Like just saying, yeah, I'm worried about this and <laughs> it may not work out, but.
1: Who cares? I'm going to do it anyway. If, <laughs> you know what? I will tell you, I had a lot of weird first dates from online. Yep. A lot of weird ones. But, I mean, I always tell myself if, if it is a horrible date, whatever. I have a really funny story to tell. So yep. that's the worst case scenario is I get a good story and a good meal. Best yep. case scenario, I continue to date the person. And I have a lot of friends that won't try it. Because oh I don't know I don't I don't think it's for me I don't know like just let me know where you're going beforehand and send me your your um, location. I mean anytime. obviously like <laughs> within reason like you
0: still want to be safe you still want to be smart about things yeah. but letting your guard down somewhat at least to allow yourself to be open. To try new things i think is really like yeah. where would you be where how would you feel physically if you hadn't tried acupuncture how would you feel
1: i would be using you know, a wheelchair
0: you really think it would be it would have gotten to that point
1: yes yes i, I at one point i had my grandmother's walker and really? i was using that to get around my parents house wow the way i hurt my back was i went on a slip and slide with the kids i babysat um you know, it's it's a normal thing. The kids were afraid to use it. So I was like, out of my way. I'll show you how it's done. I'm
0: sure those kids are not scarred at all. I, well,
1: they had no, they had no oh, idea. No. So, like, I read the label on the slip and slide that says, don't go on this if you're over the age of 10. You might have a neck or back injury. But I was like, whatever. I've done this before, like, <laughs> yeah. as an adult. Like, I remember at softball camp, I they set out, like, the big tarps with hoses on it. And that's how we learned to slide. I've been sliding in softball in high school. Like, what's the difference? That was on just dirt. Like, that's probably a lot more painful than going on a slip and slide. So it wasn't until the next day that I was at a preschool camp that I worked at, and I tried to pick up a kid that was crying, and I just got stuck. I I couldn't stand up. So I just had my arms around this little girl screaming her head off, and I was just bent over and was like, well, this is as good as you're gonna get it. Like, <laughs> please stop crying. And then eventually like my back clicked back in the place or I don't even know how to describe it. It really does feel like something shifts, but um, you know, I was able to get up and walk around, but it was just happening like that in such small spurts. And then I was like, oh my God, like I'm getting shooting pains down my leg and laid on my parents' couch and pretty much didn't get up from the couch. I all of a sudden the pain was so bad that I couldn't move my own legs. I couldn't feel them. They were completely numb. And then I went for an emergency appointment that got me at least able to to walk again. But I was still in so much pain that um, they gave me an epidural the following week. And then I was good for seven years. Um, it shouldn't have lasted that long, but I also wasn't exercising. I wasn't doing anything. And then. When you and I used to go running together.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so around that time, I decided to start training for half marathon. And all of a sudden, it just I pushed myself too far, and I went right back down that path. And the epidurals didn't work the same after. It was a different doctor. I don't know what was different about it, but it was only lasting like a month or two at a time. So I needed a different alternative. I mean, if it wasn't for acupuncture, I probably would be in in a wheelchair or needing surgery or and back surgery isn't something you play around with
0: no that's a very <laughs> that's so a very serious thing so i've been doing thing.
1: everything possible to just avoid it acupuncture keeps me good
0: so it was just being willing to trying it
1: yeah and i mean i did have my parents good results that kind of okay inspired me to go and you know you don't expect it to work but somehow it does my acupuncturist has talked me through it plenty of times and how there are certain points and it just sounds like a bunch of medical terms to me so I don't fully understand it. Right. Um, but there are specific points in your body that if you hit them in a certain way or whatever it draws blood flow to those areas. I don't, I don't even know. Yeah. But um, if you're willing to try acupuncture.
0: I, you know, I have a cousin who... She started to practice acupuncture, and I had uh, a sore shoulder, like a chronically sore shoulder. And she said, hey, you want to try it? And I said, yeah, okay. So I wasn't sure about the results, but, like, I didn't feel worse afterwards.
1: Yeah, which um, I think is important to go into knowing you're not going to feel worse if you try it. Right. And I think that's with a lot of experiences.
0: I mean, there. I guess there was the possibility right. that I could have felt worse if something yeah. hadn't gone right but for me i was at the point where i was willing to try something because of the pain i was in and the other things that i had been doing to fix it weren't working yeah so you do have to reach that Just point about
1: out of options
0: yeah um but i i had to be open-minded to it and i would i would probably try it again
1: yeah, and like i said with with my back it wasn't the first time that i felt better it was after like three times that suddenly i was like wow I don't have any pain anymore. Right. But after the first and second time, I still did have some pain. It just improved slightly each time. And then after the third time, I was good to go.
0: And I think there's so much emphasis placed on like these instantaneous fixes now, which is why, you know, these diets are so popular. But really...
1: Instant weight loss.
0: Exactly. But the, the more effective in a lot of cases, and that's not to say these diets don't work for some people, But the more effective thing is to to be patient with stuff like this and to do things that you can do it it the right way. Small
1: changes you can maintain
0: over your entire life. And I'm thinking like from a mental health perspective, too, like I, I write my OCD blog and...
1: Which I found very interesting, by the way. Really? Yeah, I I actually had no idea you had OCD.
0: I didn't tell anybody about it. It was like a big secret because I we were always afraid we I say my family basically my parents suggested that we just kind of keep this private because I guess since we didn't understand it we assumed that Other nobody else it. would understand yeah. it. So yeah, I never told anybody until and you
1: hit it very well. I had no idea you had it until I read your blog.
0: It was, yeah, it was a big, and there was a there was a part of me that was proud of being able to hide it so well, but it got to a point like I was in therapy for ten years from when I was eight to eighteen, and then I was like, you know what? I don't need, I don't want to have to go anymore, because it was always, it was always like, I think
1: I read that in one of your articles. Yeah.
0: The idea of if you're going to a doctor, it's because you're sick. So the idea is you're sick, you go to the doctor, they give you something or they treat you in some way, and then you're better and that's it. I never thought of it as a long term, like lifelong thing. And I'm realizing now, as a you know, I mean this is many years later, I will probably need some form of therapy. Maybe not consistently throughout my entire life, but over the course of my life, I don't think I'll I think I don't think I'll ever get to a point where I won't need some form of therapy.
1: And I think that therapy gets a bad rep sometimes. Oh, like it does. people automatically assume like, oh you have to go to therapy, there's something wrong with you. But I know so many people that go to therapy for different things that it's just to talk out your problems. And one of my friends was telling me um, when I was going through a particularly bad breakup, she's like, why don't you go see a therapist? And I was so closed off to it. I just didn't want to make the time for it. No. I didn't want to do it. And when she, when she was telling me about her trip to her therapist, and she's like, I found one that. She doesn't tell me what to do to fix my problem. She lets me come to my conclusions on my own. Mm -hmm. She's really just an ear to listen to and kind of guide me in a direction that I can come to my own conclusion. Because if somebody forces you to, you need to do this to fix your life, you're not going to do
0: it. Some people respond to that. Some
1: people might.
0: I I think you have to... It it depends on the type of person you are and what you respond to. There are some people who need to go into a therapist's office and be told, okay, like given an assignment almost, like a homework. Like, okay, you're going to work on this this week. That's true.
1: It really does depend on the person.
0: But then there are other people where they don't want to be told what to do. And they want... You know, they just need... I think either way... A little guidance. Yes. And either way, whether it's somebody telling you concretely, this is what you're going to work on or leaving it more open-ended for you to kind of reach your own self-discovery, but guiding that self-discovery. Yeah. Either way, it helps to have another perspective.
1: Absolutely. And, and especially like an unbiased one. Yes. Like I know, I mean, I, I've been to a therapist before. Um, I actually had severe depression in college. It was scary because I didn't know where it came from. So I started going to a therapist for that, and we did work out. You know, what are, What could be causing this? Because it was very not normal for me to be acting that way. I've never had any issues like that. Going to a therapist for just like a month really did have such an impact on my life. Um I forgot what I was talking about before that. <laughs> um, I got a little off topic there with, with going to the therapist. But, I mean, sometimes you just need to go to one. You need someone to help you figure things out that you wouldn't be able to figure out on your own.
0: Yeah, and I think seeing things in a different light
1: oh i would uh, this is what it was so the different perspective like i would try to talk to my family about my problems but they were connected to them so it really didn't help with anything and you know i think trying to talk to my friends about it like they wanted nothing to do with me when I was like that because they're like, we have no idea who you were. Yeah. You were the most miserable person to hang out with. And in fact, we didn't mind that you didn't want to hang out because you were the worst. Yeah. And when they told me that, I'm like, I know I was the worst. I'm so sorry, but everyone was connected to you. So to have someone else outside of that circle, be able to just listen to what's going on in your head and not judge you and not, that's the most important thing is that they're not judging you Yeah. and just help you figure it out unbiased yeah. is really what you need.
0: This is probably going to be something I ask on every podcast episode. We've talked about cooking. We've talked about acupuncture. We've talked about different types of exercise, being open to, like we've talked about a lot of different stuff. If you had to summarize health, like what, what, what does health mean to you?
1: it's so many different things that you can't just pinpoint health is this it's more than just one thing um i would say based on our conversation today i think we wrapped up a pretty nice little package of what health is with if you look at all the different topics we've talked about i think the most important thing about health is being open to trying all different things with it if that makes sense yeah like the acupuncture didn't want to try, but you know what? I open myself up to it. Relationships, opening yourself up to that, um, so it's social and and physical as well. Um, you know, just so many different things. Um, the food delivery thing, I open myself up to that and save myself a lot of money. So it's financial. Um, I also am learning a lot more culturally from those, and it's because I'm open to it. I think health in general Oh, I, I I don't I mean I don't want to say health is being open to things, but in order to be a healthy person, you have to be open to things. Does that make sense?
0: No, it, it makes sense. I'm just trying to trying I
1: to... I I don't know how to describe it more exactly. Like you can't pinpoint one thing. It has to be a very general statement. Health oh. isn't just one specific thing.
0: Why do you think it's important to be open to things? Like, what does that, what does being open to things do for you from a health standpoint? Why is being, why is being open to things important to being healthy? Like, how do they, how do those two things come together?
1: Well, the things that I have tried that I really didn't think I was going to like and didn't want to try, but forced myself into, I ended up loving. So it gave me a social outlet. It gave me a new outlook on holistic medicine. Um, it gave me new experiences that I really loved. And if I wasn't open to it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have those things. Um, you know, being open to trying relationships or going out, meeting people. I, you know, I, I feel like it really helps with stress. Um, which I think is a big factor of health that impacts everything. It impacts your weight, your mental health, financial. Well, actually, stress is usually from financial. I feel it, go, like. it can go both, it can ways. Go both ways.
0: Well, because if you think about it, if you're stressed and you're you're overeating, you're spending more on food. So That's it's like true. a cycle yeah. because like you being stressed might cause you to do something that costs you more money than you would yeah. have spent otherwise. Yeah. So it. Yeah. So
1: I think being open to things has just had me. Live a healthier lifestyle in general, with food, relationships, medicine, exercise. I mean, everything. It it really is everything. When you
0: when you say a healthier lifestyle.
1: Yeah, like when I know a lot of people that are not very open to trying things. Okay. And I look at their personality and I'm very stressed out all the time, very uptight, and I I don't find that as a very good way to be living and each person is their own whatever works for you might not work for me so saying that i can't say they're not living right right but i know for myself if i closed myself off to all of these opportunities i would be a miserable person i would be sitting at home bored out of my mind not challenged um and i think challenges are important to health as well um you need to challenge yourself sometimes it keeps you going Um, but I think I would just be a lot less happy than I am now like trying new things really does make me happy with I mean they could go horribly wrong but and I could be miserable after but for the most part they usually it's something I'm scared of doing or I'm nervous about or just completely skeptical about and I end up having good results and I feel like that just builds you up and makes you happy stress-free and I don't, I don't know I think I'm going in a circle here no I, I mean
0: <laughs> maybe but I don't think that's a bad thing I think kind of what you're based on what you're describing you said that health is a part of health is being open to doing things and trying having new experiences and from those experiences you've gotten some kind of enjoyment you've some uh, some kind of positive feeling it's made you feel happy so being open to doing things that make you feel positively.
1: Has improved all aspects of health for me.
0: Right. Yes. So, yeah. So that was the...
1: said a lot more clearly than I thought. <laughs> okay, no, I'm just I'm trying to just <laughs> Sometimes put... you need someone to rephrase it for you. It's
0: just that little different perspective. Oh, yeah. No, but I, I think it may not have been like the most tightly like coordinated you know description or or (laughs) definition but i think what you i don't
1: uh, think you can have a tightly wound definition though i think that's the whole thing with health is that it's so broad that you can't just have a one sentence answer that's very pinpoint this is what it is
0: i think that's really important because like you know there are people who are going to be completely opposed to acupuncture but they may be open to other things so for you and this is like something that i've tried to kind of communicate with people like the idea that you and i could be healthy in absolutely different ways yeah but ways that work for us individually and that's i think that's awesome like i may not have the same results from acupuncture as you but for me maybe it's um you know maybe it's garlic on your feet <laughs> or like yeah or, or doing yoga or you know, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah,
1: yoga works for you, I can't do yoga. You, but you've tried it. I have tried it. So okay. I so, showed up for one of those classes yeah. as well and ooh. Wasn't horrible, but I definitely my back should not be participating in yoga.
0: Okay. And I think you I think if you You listen, know your limitations. Yeah. You have to kind of know yourself and, and what works for you and what doesn't. But it still goes back to being willing to try something, being open minded to it. Don't set the bar so high that you can never reach the expectation. <clears throat> but like just have Just a...
1: low enough that you're gonna be surprised with your end result. <laughs> I don't even know if it means low.
0: It might just be maybe just realistic.
1: Have or realistic yeah. or or just don't don't have expectations. Just go into it, you know, whatever yeah. happens, happens.
0: It's hard to do that. I, that's a I, lot see, easier me, it's setting. not
1: that hard to do that i
0: mean for me i'm i'm a very calculated person yeah i'm a very calculated person so for you to for you to tell me just like oh yeah go in and just kind of wing it i'd be like no 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 i need to know uh, like, all about what... winging it lately yeah
1: i've had the best experiences while just winging it
0: yeah just yeah. being
1: open and trying whatever we run into
0: yeah i think and don't get me wrong, like i guess if you are the type of person who is calculated like and more planned, plan oriented like I am, there's a lot that you can accomplish with those plans. And I don't think I think that there's definitely a place for that. But at the same time, having those spontaneous things that just kind of come up organically that you say, you know what? Like I'm gonna try it. Fine. Let me Limitable let me just later. yeah. I, I I've personally I know I need some level of structure, but when that structure brings me more stress than enjoyment is when I need to, I feel like for myself at least I need to start thinking, well, maybe I should kind of loosen the reins a little bit and just kind of be a little bit more, try to be a little bit more go with the flow and see what happens. Like I'm in the best relationship I've ever been in because I kind of let things go. I was like, you know what? Like the, the way we met, we had planned on, we had one set of plans and spur of the moment we were both out at the same time in like a similar area and we were texting each other and we just were like, Hey, you want to just meet up now?
1: Wow. That's actually really cool.
0: Yeah. And like, but if you know, like anybody who knows me, I am not the guy, right. I am not the guy who is going to be like, Oh yeah, I'm already out. It's late. And I'm just going to go, you know, we were supposed to have these set plans tomorrow, but I'm just going to go forego those things and just go meet up now. That is not the person that I have been my entire life it's
1: really funny that you say that though because my first date I picked one of those restaurants for my list and he goes to, I go to meet him there and he's not there he is at the place next door because he really liked the outdoor seating and I've eaten at that place a million times so it wasn't a new restaurant but I liked how spontaneous he was about doing something different like oh this place was much better it's outside and looked nicer yeah like that things like that kind of you know get you excited in a different way
0: i agree i like
1: being spontaneous really does get your adrenaline going it gets your emotions going and
0: i I think i think there's a there's it's good to have a balance of like because i don't think you can go completely off the cuff with everything you do i think there are certain things that do work better when they're planned
1: I mean, I, I usually go into, like, when we went to Peru, I researched a bunch of things that I wanted to do, just to get an idea of how much money I needed, Right. and I found some really cool things that I wanted to do. Did I do any of them? No. Actually, I did one. I went to Machu Picchu, but okay. But we didn't book anything before we went. It was, let's see what we find when we get there, and um, we had one of our Airbnb hosts booked everything for us, so... He was like, hey, why don't you guys do this while you're here? Why don't you do this while you're here? And also, staying in an Airbnb, that should be terrifying on its own, but it was like the best experience. Yeah. Um, you know, living with locals, and they just booked everything for us. We had no idea what we were doing day to day, but they took care of everything and guided us on this wacky adventure, and it was such a great experience with very little plan going in. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes things work out for the best when you do it that way. Definitely. So there was some plan.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But But within that plan, you had the flexibility to...
1: You have to be flexible. That's a really good point. Yeah, I think flexibility is a big, big thing with relationships and travel and just health, trying new things. And even like I, I plan out my meals for the entire week. I have my chart on the calendar. That's awesome. That that. one's actually old. I haven't updated it. I have a printed out one by my computer. But um, I write down my breakfast, lunch, dinner, and possible snacks for every single day for an entire week. Okay. Do I stick to it? Not always. It depends on what's going on situationally. And sometimes I'll cancel dinner and go out somewhere or, you know, go to happy hour or something. So things do change. But you have to be flexible right
0: and you so you have a starting point though yeah and then within that you do allow yourself the ability to change things yeah i think that's good i think that's like a nice balance
1: i didn't realize how important but, planning your meals is yeah when i lived at my parents house i didn't plan a single meal now i have to know in advance what i'm bringing to where i bring my lunch every single day for work i very rarely order lunch mm-hmm. Um, and I have to know what it is and make it the night before, yeah. otherwise I'm not bringing lunch. Yeah. That is something we could add to my definition of health. Is planning. Okay. okay. Planning, while well, planning and not planning, it depends on what we're talking about.
0: The, the balance between.
1: So, for my personal eating health, my diet and everything, I do have to be planned if I want to be successful. Right. Yeah. Same with the gym. If I want to go to the gym, I have to plan out which days I'm going to go, what class I'm going to go at, what time and think of possible things that are going to stop me that I could say no to. Sure. um, That are going to get in my way, which I haven't been to the gym in like six months. (laughs) But that's besides the point. I've been doing well with my diet, so I haven't needed to go to the gym. And um, you know, I find though that when I do set a schedule for myself, I do
0: make it. But then the other side of it is socially or traveling or whatever it is, you've had a lot of other experiences. like That are
1: better when you don't plan. Yes. Yes,
0: okay. And I think everybody's going to have their own individual differences there. But I think that's knowing yourself and knowing what kind of structure works for you and what areas might be better without it and kind of just feeling It's funny because,
1: like, as a kid, I used to plan, like, when my parents would say we're going to Disney World. I mean, part of this was being a kid and being excited. But I would sit there and write out a list of the rides I wanted to go on in order and when we were going to take lunch (laughs) breaks and – You know i would hand it to my parents and be like itinerary's done (laughs) and my mom would be like well there's three other kids that we need to hear from like this isn't the final thing yeah (laughs) but um like as a kid i really liked planning so far in advance and now i'm like whatever like whatever happens happens we'll see what happens when we get there
0: i love that you get to travel as much as you have been lately yeah i think that's a really pretty
1: cool i mean there is i so i fly standby every time i fly And I don't know if I'm getting on the flight or not. Like we were supposed to go to West Palm Beach, and we woke up at five in the morning to go to the airport. We were actually on our way there, and I realized I left my cell phone in the bathroom. And I was like, whatever, I just won't bring my cell phone on the trip. Not a big deal. I don't need a cell phone for two days. I'll be fine. And you know, in my head, I'm really kind of panicking
0: about it. I was gonna say, how many people would have a panic attack just having that phone? I mean, you know
1: what? I've gotten very good about it. Like. I go out to dinner. It stays in my bag. I'm yeah. tired of going out with people that are constantly yeah. looking at their phones and texting people while I'm trying to talk with them. Yeah. Um, I check my phone at lunch. I check my phone when I come home from work and I look at it before bed and that's pretty pretty much it. Uh-huh. Like, um, but I mean, if my license wasn't in the compartment of the back of my phone, I would have gone the, the whole weekend without it. Okay. But so we ended up coming home. We looked at the standby list. We went from number four and five to number like 20 and there were only five seats on the plane. So we weren't getting on no matter what. So it's a good thing. I left my phone at home and we didn't go to the airport and sit there. But so as much as I love to travel and we do get to travel all the time, it isn't always as glamorous as it seems. I've been stuck in Boston because I couldn't get on a flight because they were all booked um, Veterans Day weekend. I got stuck in Boston for six hours. I was panicked because I had to go to work the next day. <laughs> yeah. I had a panic attack in the airport. I did meet some really interesting people there, but um, it was definitely scary. So it has its ups and downs.
0: I think that can be said about anything.
1: I think the positives definitely outweigh the negatives and they have had very few bad experiences.
0: I was always a little bit envious of people who could do that because I'm the itinerary guy. Like uh, when I went to Chicago for the first time, week-long trip every day we hit and it was like 14 hour long days i was like well this is open at this time and you can get in for free after five so we're gonna hit that at five but before that (laughs) we'll be like nearby from from two to four and like we'll try and it was like and it was good but at the same time
1: it's almost too structured
0: there yeah i probably could have allowed for and don't get me wrong it was an awesome trip but i know that there are people who when they go away they wanna just relax. And I, I've never allowed myself that, but I want to because there is so much stress that comes with being so meticulously planned out in those situations yeah. where it's like, all right, had I just said, you know what, I'm gonna explore <laughs> on Thursday.
1: That's usually what I write yeah. my plan is just explore. Yeah. Traveling is probably my favorite thing ever. It does get draining, but
0: No, but it's it's good to it's good to be away from home every now and then.
1: What I feel like it's really good to see how other people in the world live. Um, like when I was in Peru, outside of like Lima, everything is still very like rural, and
0: that's kind of cool because like so much of the culture we live in is like modernized. Yeah, now. I mean,
1: look at how old our country is in comparison to these other countries, and I don't know, it's very, very different to see the way other cultures live. Definitely. Um, so every time I come back from a trip, I'm always like. I have a whole new outlook on everything and I mean I forget about it within a few weeks don't get me wrong once I plug my cell phone in and (laughs) take out my laptop it's forgotten but it's very interesting to see that not everyone lives the way that we do
0: yeah again different perspectives like different worldviews on stuff and just like lifestyles and everything so, what do you, you're not on Twitter, right? You, you have a I Instagram? Don't,
1: I don't tweet. I okay. do Instagram. Okay. Um, it's mostly food pictures. <laughs> <Okay. It laughs> seems cat- appropriate. And cats. Um, it is Chef Porky.
0: And you can follow What Is My Health uh, on Twitter, Facebook, all the major platforms at What Is My Health. I also have my own account on Twitter uh and instagram it's mike ocd underscore w-i-m-h i know it's a spelling bee kind of thing to, to get that all together but mike ocd underscore w-i-m-h
1: it was lovely this chatting was, with you i enjoyed this, this nice was, little lunch and thank you
0: thank you for the for the food
1: no problem and, uh, i'd be happy to make you lunch anytime you want to come over and chat
0: it seems appropriate since that's what you write about so I will.
1: I hope you enjoyed it.
0: I did, and maybe next time you'll let me help with something.
1: I I don't know if that's gonna happen. I'm gonna
0: t- i gonna I'm still gonna try. All right. All right. All right. All right. Good stuff.